Friday, February 16th, and we are back at it again. Oh my gosh. Welcome on back, Plusers. It's good to see you. So many have already assembled in the chat. As you can see in the chat, I have embedded a link which will allow you to click into today's show. It is a little bit of a sports phone Friday. So your calls, your thoughts, your video calls all coming up today. If you want to make one, and I hope you do, because we got a lot to talk about, and boy, do we have time to kill. This is our first weekend without football since August. I miss it already. I really do. No college football. No NFL football. No high school football. No Pop Warner football. No football. That's the opposite of maximum football. Uh, it's the opposite. That hurts. That really, really hurts. I hate it. I do. There's nothing better than college football Saturdays and NFL Sundays. I freaking love it. Um, the Warriors' sprint to find some relevancy has certainly come at the perfect time. Um, we do have big things coming up. Very big things coming up. We've got March Madness around the corner. We've got, you know, conference championship week even before then. We've got the Masters. Spring training is underway, which means opening day isn't too far away. The NFL draft will be preceded by the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. I'm sure the Stanley Cup is going to get involved at some point in our calendar year. It usually tends to. We're going to get a Summer Olympics this year. I'm all about a Summer Olympics. I need a Summer Olympics here on YouTube. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's have a Summer freaking Olympics. I love it. Absolutely love the Summer Olympics. I prefer the Winter Olympics, but give me the Summer Olympics. I'll take it. But if we really had to talk about the single most anticipated event of the entire year, that would have to be Plus Mania 3, The Revenge. And as I told you this week, we would be announcing Plus Mania 3's date and location. And folks, that's what we're doing right here and now. You are cordially invited to my friend's new bar, the Halfway Club in Crocker, Amazon, right off Geneva. It is uh, the Halfway Club at 1166 Geneva. And I'm going to make it easy for you. Plus Mania 3 will be March 3rd. See how symmetrical that is? It's a Sunday. Come on out at 4 o'clock. Doors at 4 will be open to uh, whatever, you know, from 4 till question mark. So you know it's a party. But the Plus Mania 3, The Revenge, is officially going down on March 3rd. And I hope that you plan on coming on by. It's a gathering of like-minded great people who will be getting together and hanging out and just enjoying each other's company the good old-fashioned way. I'm going to see if I can't get uh, Larry Kruger to come on by, Paul McCaffrey, F.P. Santangelo, everybody from the island of Misfit Toys. Maybe we can get Brian Murphy in there. Maybe a couple guys from the game if anyone's willing to cross over into this YouTube space that might actually get them in trouble or should they be seen associating with me in public. But we'll find out together. We'll find out together. Doors at four. We'll be polite and we'll say we're going to go from four to eight. It is a Sunday night after all. But um, it's a Sunday. Come on in. Have a drink. Have a bite. Let's get our awesome little community together and hang out. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Plus Mania 3, The Revenge, March 3rd at the Halfway Club on Geneva, out in the Crocker Amazon. We're, we're doing it on the south side, baby. South side of San Francisco. That's the way it's all going to go down.
before we hop into a video call or two. And again, the link is in there. It's right in the uh, in the chat. I'll put it up again for you right here. Hold on. Cut. Boom. Copy. Paste. Come on. I totally need a producer. Here we go. Boom. There it is. That's what you need to go in and join us here today. Uh, speaking of today, that felt like the sip of the day. We need to document that. That was a good one. Mm. There it is. Let's just get that right out of the way. That was perfect, if you don't mind me saying. Also, uh, we got to give some love right out the rip to my man, Ike. I wonder if I can make it to Plus Mania 3. He was at Plus Mania 1, couldn't make it to Plus Mania 2. Maybe he'll be at the Revenge. Um, Ike has got a delicious sandwich waiting for you. I don't know what your lunch plans are this Friday, this weekend. Get yourself to Ike's. Download the Ike's Rewards app. Start eating your way to free sandwiches, for goodness sakes. He is the primary sponsor here on the Damon Bruce Show. You want to support me? Hit like, hit subscribe. Become a member of the Initiated if you'd like. But if you really want to just go ahead and support me, support my sponsors as well. Ike being chief among them. That's my guy right there. He absolutely funded the trip to Vegas, which I hope you enjoyed. Go ahead, support the show by supporting Ike's and our good friends at Uncle Boys, who, as you all know, sponsor the Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment that we get to on each and every Friday. And I thought that we would go ahead and instead of leave that for the end of the show, we would have it right at the top of the show. Bad for Ball. Let's just get it out of the way. Losing a Super Bowl. Damn it. Let's not talk about it again. Let's not drag ourselves through that desert full of glass anymore. That's freaking brutal. Bad for ball. Losing a Super Bowl. Not good. I think we can all agree on that. I got a little good for ball for you that you probably weren't expecting, but she absolutely needs to be saluted. I mean, straight up at attention salute to Iowa's Caitlin Clark who became the women's all-time leading scorer in college basketball last night. And if we were trying to sort of figure out who Caitlin Clark is in just the sports world right now, she is the single most recognizable college athlete on the planet. Men or women, regardless of sport, there is nobody as a college athlete who is more famous, has more name brand recognition, who does more to sell out arenas than Caitlin Clark. With all due respect, this chick is a bucket. <laughs> I mean, just straight up. This chick's a bucket. Absolute bucket. She's box office. She dropped a career high 49, so a little style. For Caitlin Clark on her record-setting performance to become the number one women's scorer of all time. She has elevated her game more than any man has probably elevated the game of college basketball since, like, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were going to the most-watched Final Four of all time. Caitlin Clark has done more for women's college basketball, and she's obviously a product of the time that she gets to live in, where more attention is being paid, and thanks to social media, more people are sharing her story than ever before. So she's got some advantages that, you know, Rebecca Lobo or all those UConn greats or Sue Bird or, you know, all, all, all the female greats before her didn't necessarily have. She's got it in spades right now, and she's taking advantage of it. So salute to Caitlin Clark. Good for ball. 
Bad for Ball losing Super Bowls. Thank you so much to Uncle Boys. Thank you so much to Ikes for supporting us over here. We got a lot of stuff to get into today, but I already see we've got a few people waiting in line to say hello, hello, hello. And I absolutely love that. So let's get to it. And to do that, ta-da, we're going to need this. We're going to need that right there. We're going to need to go ahead and uh, say thank you so much to Uncle Boys. Thank you so much to Ikes. And thank you, as always, to, I mean, you want to talk about women leading the way. Once again, our leadoff hitter is, hey, babe, the lady loose as she bills herself. What's going on, Michelle? How are you? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, happy MoFo Friday to Happy MoFo Friday to you. What I love about the green screen that you're in front of is for some reason your hair is bleeding into the red of the green screen. Yes. You kind of look a little bald right now. There you go. You lean forward. I can see the follicles. Lean closer to the. How are you, Michelle? It's been a long uh -huh. week, I'm guessing. Yes, exactly. Hey, well, you know, first of all, shout out to Patrick Willis. Um, gotta gotta rep my my man there. Um, Hell yeah! Very very excited for him and and happy that he finally, you know, got the recognition that he deserves. I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm I got my there it is shirt right there. <laughs> I swear to you, so the only jersey that I've ever purchased of a team that I cover is a Patrick Willis jersey. The old, like the Reebok kind. It's it's an older <laughs> jersey. But um, he was instantly the single best 49er that I got to cover on a daily basis. And having met him a few times, getting to talk to him, it's just like, I mean, this is a guy you want dating your daughter. I mean, he's just an A-plus person and one of the most badass linebackers I've ever seen. So, yeah, I'm glad that you got a little love for Patrick. It felt like, you know, with everything, all the 49ers fans and all the emotions everyone went through last week, they kind of got lost in the sauce of a, of a of a week that – how about this? It would have been celebrated more if there had been more celebrating. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, was, it was kind of a bummer. You know, you got Patrick on Thursday and then you got Navarro being hired – um, you know, as a linebackers coach for the Chargers, which I thought is, you know, a great, great opportunity for him. So I was like, okay, come on, Niners. Come on, man. <laughs> bring it, bring it on through. Finish the job. But alas. Michelle, I, I know you're, you know, you, you split time sometimes in the city, Bay Area. You're up in Truckee, too. Yep. Plus Mania 3, March 3rd, any chance you make it? Yeah, I'll be there, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I've, you know, I've been wanting to check out uh, check out that bar. I haven't made it yet. I, I, I wasn't Well, city. here's the thing. It's, you, you don't have to worry about that. They've only been open for like a month. So a lot of people <laughs> haven't made it. What we're I gonna was do... in the city last Saturday visiting my friend. She just had a, um, adopted a baby who's like six weeks old. So I, oh, I, that's I thought wonderful. about swinging on through, but, you know. Uh, by the time it was seven o'clock, it was time to go home. And there you go. Long drive back. Long yeah, exactly. drive back. Well, that, that's fantastic. I'm glad. Uh, congratulations to your friend Mazel Tov on the beautiful delivery of uh, uh, a healthy baby. Adoption is a beautiful thing. It truly, truly is. It's yeah, it's where, sure. uh, you know, it's, it's an incredible act of love and that's wonderful. Um, what are you doing to get through the week? How are you smoothing out the rough spots after oh. losing the Super Bowl in OT, Michelle? I know, man. I can't believe it. You know, it's just, it's a crazy, I, it took me a couple days just to like, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, did that really actually just fucking happen? 
fuck yeah it did it, did. it actually did that happened, <laughs> it happened. so there's a couple days a of that and then a couple <laughs> and then they fired steve wilkes which i was like praise god but that just was i i think you you hit the nail on the head yesterday it just was a mismatch that was never ever going to be a good marriage so i'm glad yeah, i mean it's it's not like the defense was bad no it just for whatever reason kyle shanahan was uncomfortable and as we've all found out this this is his show i mean there's just nobody else has an opinion who gets to stay or go beyond kyle so yeah it's time to move on and move on he did yeah Michelle? there was some sort of secret sauce missing for sure and the you know the fact that they regressed with the with the amount of talent that they had no had to go Love you, Michelle. Thanks, as always, for stopping on by, saying hello, and look Absolutely. forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. That sounds great. Hey, shout out to Sabrina. I hope she uh, smokes Steph on Saturday. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> heresy. Heresy rooting again. Hey, man, man, she's, oh, my, my, she's my hometown girl from Walnut Creek, so, you know. Oh, I didn't know. Do you actually, like, really know her, or do you root a for A little her? bit. I'm, I'm one step away, so. Okay. She, All right. uh, yeah, a person I know taught her in third grade. And so like we've interacted, but, uh, we, uh, look at it this way. That, that chick can shoot straight yeah, up. She yeah, can, she I watched her. What she would, would she have, but she in the entire, what do they got? 50 balls. Would she drop down 48 of them or 40? Yes. She almost had a perfect. She rack. Almost had a perfect. Yeah. yeah uh, she had several perfect racks on the way to nearly a perfect three point shooting contest. Yes. Uh, should be incredible. Should yeah. be incredible. Hey, yeah. Clay Thompson off the bench. That was pretty good. Hey, okay. I'm all right. I liked it. I liked it. Whatever it takes to get in that win column. Great to see you. Babe, hey, the babe. <laughs> Michelle, you are the best. Thank you so very, very much. Get yourself an audience member like Michelle Haberman. No matter what you're doing in life, get yourself a Michelle Haberman to support you. It is just incredible. The support that she has given me for years now, decades now. Coming out and seeing Gianna and I in a tent at Oracle Arena so many years ago. Dropping off little mini Snickers bars. Here you go. <laughs> she's the best um you know we we, we have a a world where you know football's in our rear view mirror now right football's in our rear view mirror leave it to the good folks at ea know that they've got a little spot to jump into right now have you seen the hype video they haven't officially released the game hype video but they've released the hype video for the hype video EA is officially teasing its college football game. Woo! Look, this is going to be the most anticipated college football. This is going to be the most anticipated video game of all time. We haven't had one of these since 2014, thanks to several lawsuits. And uh, the world of college football has become a share-the-wealth world, which has allowed EA to have this game roll out again. They better not just be taking a Madden and putting new jerseys on players and just new stadium renderings. Like, this better have, like, NIL, recruiting, all the things that are making college football the crazy wild, wild west that it is right now. Let's go. Let's go, EA Sports. I'm looking forward to it. I saw a couple people click in and then drop off. If we have anybody else call in for a video call today, if anyone's feeling frisky like Michelle, you go ahead, get right in. Let me go ahead and cut and paste one more time for you here. One more time. Here we go. 
Boom. Don't be shy. You want to get in for a little sports phone Friday. We don't do shy over here. We don't do shy very, very well. So, just because football is over doesn't mean we don't have football news. And we do have a little today. First of all, the good news on Dre Greenlaw is that surgery on his Achilles went well. Full recovery is expected there. That's good news. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo in headlines for all the wrong reasons. Look, I don't know what male grooming product triggered the positive test. I'm just kidding. It wasn't a male grooming product, obviously. But Jimmy Garoppolo has been suspended two games. The policy violation is said to be related to Garoppolo using a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption from the league. So this is, it's not steroids he got caught with. He got caught doing like Adderall or using a diuretic or something, like something a doctor would prescribe, but he didn't have the prescription that allows you to take it. This is, though, bad timing for Jimmy all the way around because all sources are pointing to the Raiders releasing him before the league year begins, and he would be set up for an automatic $11.25 million. So Garoppolo's going to get released before that, which means he's going to be looking for his third team in three years. And no matter how you envision Jimmy coming into a new team, he can't come into that new team for the first two games of the regular season. And that's probably enough to cool people off on Jimmy Garoppolo. I wonder what Jimmy's really got left of him in front of his career. We know that it hasn't done anything in terms of being successful since leaving the 49ers. And it's just going to be very interesting to see what actually becomes of Jimmy Garoppolo now, who's 32 years old. I wonder how much more time he's got left. The other bit of news before we get to another caller, I see we got another one in, in waiting in line here. We'll get to you in a second, Kona. But I got to let people know about the incredible generosity and the beauty of what Taylor Swift has done. Uh, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Taylor Swift has donated $100,000 to the family of the woman who was shot and killed at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Um, two $50,000 donations came in on a GoFundMe page for Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was the woman who was shot and killed. And um, that is an incredibly beautiful and generous thing for Taylor Swift to have done. Um, you know, the amount of piling on uh, what she might be as some political operative is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm glad that there was nothing involved there in terms of why that shooter popped up because of the rhetoric that had been brought up around her. Um, two juveniles, by the way, have been charged in the mass shooting. Um, let's not have their ages prevent them from being tried in a capital case as adults. Both of them deserve the chair. Um, you think shooting guns just randomly at a Super Bowl parade is a good thing to do at any age. You don't need to go further into this life. You've walked far enough as far as I'm concerned. Um, and look, I know a lot of us, because of things that were said about Brock Purdy, a lot of you have feelings about Nick Wright. I obviously, I know Nick, he and I have a personal relationship, and I know that he's a really good guy. He's a really smart guy. I urge you, no matter how you feel about Nick Wright, to watch his reaction 
yesterday on First Things First. It is a video clip that is out. It's been retweeted. You can go to Nick's Twitter page, watch his reaction. It is real. It is visceral. Kansas City is his hometown. And he was at the parade. And they were scared for their lives. And it's uh, very, very real and very emotional. I suggest you go and check it out. And no matter what you think about what Nick Wright said about Brock Purdy, you are going to respect that man for having uh, the cojones to talk like that and appear like that on a television show. It was real. So cheers to him. Cheers to you. And cheers to Kona Stan. Hold on, Kona. Let me grab my headphones so I can hear you, brother. Good to see you, man. How are you? Good to see you too, David. It's been a long time, my friend. A very long time. It's been a very, very long time. I, I'm not going to walk away and get it, but hanging up on the other side of my basement on a side of a bookshelf is the would you what's the, the the head the Stanley the thing that your children brought me into that studio so many years ago I've still got it brother right on brother man I definitely appreciate that I'm just glad to see you glad to see you on YouTube glad that you're reaching out to the fans who needs that flamethrower when you're Damon Bruce flamethrower hey. my ass baby <laughs> thank you very much here's the thing that's a very big signal YouTube's even bigger I know that. I, you know, everyone joked when I went from KNBR to 95.7, like, oh, man, you're losing a lot of signal there. And I did, but I, I, I made a lot of money, so I really didn't care. What I care about now is the signal that we got over here. And we, I think, you know, just last week took a call from Norway on a sports phone Friday. So it's great to see you again. How are you doing? How is the family? Your boys must be what? In, in, were they doctors now? Are they lawyers in college? <laughs> tell me, tell me about the family. No, well, let's see. When uh, when you and I first met, I had a little daughter. Um, she is now fifteen. Wow. And then I've got uh, two other little ones: a three-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, Aurelia and JT. And uh, they are, you know, mom, you you got toddlers, bro. You know how it goes. I know how it goes. It's a lot. It's an awful, awful lot. And I wouldn't change it for the world, man. And, uh, you know, the fact that I get to bring you with me after I moved up to Sacramento, um, it helps me get by every day, Damon. You know, life uh, life for some of us is great and life for some of us has its challenges. And, uh, you know, when we're on that roller coaster, Damon, I'm just glad I got you. I'm glad I got my kids and I'm glad I got my family. Oh, that's awesome, Kona. I mean, that's what matters. When it's all said and done, it's the relationships we have. It's the family members that we care about and who care about us. And that's what it's all about. I Man, it really is. I mean, Absolutely. You know, for a guy who got thrown into a very big void of a question mark of what are you going to do now, there's nothing more than I leaned into than my family and my kids. And it's it's, it's that's what matters in life. It really is. All of this stuff is just just goofiness. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, when you, when you went live for the first time, you exuded confidence, not like most other YouTubers. Do you see a lot of other YouTubers get out there, man? Their first few videos are shaky. They're rough. You punched it in the face, Damon. You took it over and you made it your own. You made it ours. And I appreciate that, man. It's not just yours. It's ours. It's not just ours. It's yours. And the fact that the fact that you were able to, to bridge this gap, and you don't need radiation to get your word out there now. It just, you know, <laughs> just flies through the ether, man. I mean, it's like it's like smoke at a concert, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Kona, thank you so very much. How uh how is the uh the Super Bowl hangover going for you, brother? You know, I uh, I tried a little superstition this year. The last couple Niners big games that I drank for ahead of time and, and during, it was it was a shit show. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have a drop this year 
until they seal the deal. So it was a very sober day for me. But the good thing was, is I was so pissed when they lost. I looked at my family, gave my wife, my mother-in-law a kiss, shook my father-in-law's hand. I said, I'll see you later. I got on the road before all the drunks got on the road. And I got home before I got taken out by, well, let's face it, a, a sobbing, depressed, rightfully so, 49er fan who, you know, just was having a bad day. There you go. That's... It is what it is. But, hey, it is, what, the, the third weekend of February? And I know it's not, I know it's not your favorite, Damon. But we got the Daytona 500 this weekend, baby. Is I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. We won't right, go to NASCAR. Okay, I know. Okay. I'll, you know, here's the deal. I'll be there for the last 25 laps. Give me the last 25 laps, and yep. hopefully they don't end under caution, and I'll watch a little bit of a race. I need there something to do Sunday. Uh, I, I want Tiger to make the cut at Riviera, so I got a little something to do this Sunday. So uh, there you go. Thank you very much for the broadcasting know-how and knowledge. I wasn't even thinking Daytona 500, but boom, there it is, the Great American Race. No, it's all good, man. Hey, I'm going to let you get back to it. You keep entertaining these fans of yours, my man. And you know what I always used to say when I call into that show? When life lands you lemons, add vodka, friends. There he is. Kona Stan with a walk-off. Great to see you, brother. It's been ages. The guy's been listening forever. I love it. I absolutely love it. We, uh, we move along, and we have words of wisdom himself. It is Mark. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Damon, can you hear me all right? You sound fantastic. By the way, I love all these backyard shots that we're getting. I, it's like I'm hanging outside. It's like a class yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm actually in Boise, Idaho. I'm originally from San Jose, California, though. And but you know, uh, You're the guy from Boise who talks about the, the show's huge in Boise now because of you. Oh, yeah, man. I, you know, I was at the – so my wife, Ava, and I were at uh, the Circus Stadium Swim. I'm the one who chatted about her wearing the Lucky Thong. Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't uh yeah. we didn't hook up. I was at Circa for like three hours in the entire time that I was in Vegas. Yeah. Um, uh and and unfortunately the thong wasn't as lucky as we needed it to be. <laughs> I know. Well it was lucky for me, but there anyway. Uh, <laughs> hold, on, so, hold on, you know what that gets. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. Go ahead. <laughs> so, anyways, so you know, I just kind of wanted to uh, you know call in man first time first time uh, caller or whatever but uh, I, i've always enjoyed you and you, you have a great radio voice so you know oh, um, well, it's, it's well now you got to look at me too so that's that's, yeah, well, that's cool man you're you're gen x like me you know yeah. what i mean right you're you're uh, weren't you born in 75 i'm 74 yeah. yep no absolutely yeah i am uh in in on march 25th i'm gonna be a God. 49 year old man i can't even <laughs> believe it i still feel like i'm 18 i really do but yeah i'll I'm be 50 this year like I'm I'll be 50. Yeah. Disaster, but my mind is really young. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I just wanted your, uh, kind of your opinion. So I heard, I don't know if you heard, there was a, a little snippet that, uh, that was taken up, uh, from Bosa and they were kind of just asking about relationships and coaches and stuff. And he was like, you know, they asked him, well, so what do you, you know, how, what's your relationship with Kyle? And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like my friend, you know, and, and maybe cause I'm Gen X and my dad was former U.S. Air Force. So, you know, I kind of put it in context. You know, my, my kid asked me once, oh, dad, you're my friend. I said, no, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. They both start with F, but I'm better. And so I get it. Obviously, Kyle's not his dad. But don't you think that, you know, when you have that friend mentality, man, it's kind of like, I, I, I don't want my coach to be the player's friend. You know what I mean? There, there's a fine line. I get it. But it's kind of like they got too comfortable, I think. 
you know, and I obviously I'm no expert, but no, I, I just I, want your your opinion on that. So I know exactly where you're coming from. Again, I went yeah. to Indiana and Bob Knight was a spirit animal for me. So yeah. not being friends with your coach was very much how Bob Knight operated. Um, and that world is gone. It's in the rearview mirror. And yeah. I don't think heavy-handed coaches, overbearing coaches who try to coach through a level of intimidation fly anymore. They certainly don't fly at the collegiate level, and they don't fly at the professional level either. Um, Nick Bosa makes more money than Kyle Shanahan will ever earn as a head coach, as a player. So there's that weird dynamic there. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, you know what you don't hear? You don't hear an awful lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball talking about how Kyle's their friend because he coaches them hard. He doesn't coach his defense hard because he doesn't coach defense. He's obviously looking for another defensive coordinator and coach that side of the ball harder than Steve Wilkes even did. Um, it sounds weird. It does. It's always going to hit my ear funny like it hits your ear funny. But, yeah. Mark, I don't think it's responsible for a single snap going going well or poorly in the Super Bowl. Uh, I just think it's the, the state of the times that we're living in and smooth, friendly relationships are really what you see all over sports. Um, it's, is it good? Probably, you know, there's, there's, there, we need, we need to meet in the middle. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't want some overbearing warmongering coach and I don't want like, let's sit down and sip tea together and do yoga, coach. There's, you know, the, it's got to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like, and, and I agree. I agree. And I don't mean to cut you off. I agree with that, right? There there has to be a balance, like balance and force, right? But who is that guy? Who is that guy who's going to kind of, you know, got to get a, a little bit of an ass whoop? And now that being said, and, and I don't know how likely this is because I know Larry was talking about it. But let's say Belichick came over. Now you got that, you got that dynamic, man. So I, I just, I kind of been waffling on that. I mean, who, right? I mean, it's probably not gonna happen. But let's just say that that could be a major rift because now you got a situation where what was it back in the eighties? Was it uh, the Eagles was it, or was it? There was a coach. Was it Buddy Ryan? Buddy Ryan and the Bears and Mike Ditka. Oh, yeah. and the Bears. There you go. Yeah. You're a Chicago guy, so you remember. And I mean, wasn't there like a clear delineation between the two? Like they hated each other, but like. Well, there was buddies guys and Ditka's guys. So Mike Ditka was offended that Buddy Ryan got carried off the field. Yeah. At the Super Bowl, the way that he got carried off the field. That's, you know, for head coaches only as far as Ditka was concerned. But Buddy had turned the defense into his guys. And as far as that defense was concerned, like they were above the Chicago Bears. It was like, here's the Chicago Bears, and this is the Chicago Bears defense, and we are the stars of this show. And there was a little bit of a a, a, a divide between coaches and egos. And I just think that Kyle has reached the point of he needs to win a Super Bowl. If I were Kyle, I wouldn't care what anybody said. Oh, you couldn't win a Super Bowl until you brought in Bill Belichick. Who cares at this yeah. point? Just put the best football team you can out on the field. And if the best, best defensive football coach of all time is available and is doing nothing, that's a phone call you got to make. You just you got to make that Absolutely. call. I don't Absolutely. think it's going to happen, but you got to make that phone call.
Yeah. All right. Just wondering. I sounds like we're on the same page. So, you know, that's that's pretty much what I had. And I just wanted to say what's up, man. I really enjoy your show. You break up the day for me and keep it up, man. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Great to see you, Mark. Thank you for Take stopping care. on by. Keep it real in Boise throat for me. Keep on throwing it down. Big Boise. Thank you very much, Mark. Again, anybody wants in, the link is there. We will say hello. We will chit-chat. Uh, people are keep as half-off bar. No, it's the Halfway Club. That's the name of the bar. March 3rd, Plus Mania 3, The Revenge, is happening at the Halfway Club. It's 1166 Geneva, out in Crocker, Amazon, the south side of the city. That's the side of the city that I live on. This will hopefully make anyone who lives on the peninsula a little easier to get here. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's off the grid, but it's an awesome bar. I want to fill it because my friends have done an incredible job opening this bar and uh, we're going to be treated like kings. We're going to get the royal treatment in there. So come on in. I'm telling you, too, their cheeseburger is going to hit a burger heat map at some point here. It's legit. They got a pork loin sandwich, too. For those of you who've ever been in the Midwest, know how they take a pork loin, and they hammer that out, and they, like, bread it, and it's the size of a manhole cover. It is like, it, it, it's totally outside the surface area of the bun, it's delicious. I had one of those last night. Um, they have, this is going to sound like it's so simple. They have the best French onion dip I've ever had. Like their chips and dip is freaking amazing. Absolutely freaking amazing. So we are going to have a great time at the Halfway Club, March 3rd, Sunday, March 3rd. Let's get together. Four o'clock doors are open. It's going to be a real good time. Oh, what do you know? We go right back to it. We got Niner Gang in the house. What's going on? Let me get the headphones on. I can talk to you. What's going on, Niner Gang? Oh, Damon, how we doing, buddy? Good to see you again. Thanks for calling back, man. We talked to you a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I've been trying to keep up with your streams, man. Uh, you know, work's got me a little busy. Kids, life, you know. And and I'm I'm guessing you need a little cooling off period between the super. Like you didn't watch Monday or Tuesday show. That's okay. That's okay. No, That's okay. no, no. Oh, you were actually, there? Actually, I did because Perfect. you know what? Believe it or not, I'm a big believer in understanding the type of people you're dealing with. And I understand Kyle Shanahan, and I have certain expectations for him. And one of my expectations is, is that he is going to F up in the biggest moments of ever because that's what history shows. As to Kyle Shanahan's point, he's a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy too, right? I mean, statistics show you're going to blow it. And that's just what it is. And he does it time and time again. I'm not saying fire him. That's not where I'm heading, you know, but it is what it is. So I didn't really get too mad. Like as soon as it was over, I was like, dang, that sucked. It was rough. It was a rough way. I mean, that's the thing. The entire year was pretty darn entertaining. And that was an entertaining game. And it was there. It was right there. And to see it slip away again, it's just, it's a shame. And and like I said, leading up to it, the thing that I like the least about all this is we get stuck on the same couple of talking points until he removes that talking point himself. Yep. Like you said, you haven't won the big one until you do it. I'm not saying that he can't, but he sure as hell hasn't. So this, uh, we just get stuck talking about what Kyle can't do instead of looking at him for what he has done, which has been pretty damn amazing outside of actually winning the Super Bowl. And that's what it's ultimately about. And 
to be honest with you, I have this weird thing with Kyle. Anytime we go up by 10 points in a game for a drive or two, go that back. You're nervous. <laughs> I would be willing to bet that we lost more of those games than we freaking won. Because every single time when Jimmy Garoppolo was on our team, I swore it was the Jimmy G curse. 10, he's 10. I just thought it was a curse. <laughs> it used to happen time and time again. And I just can't understand it. I almost feel like Kyle's doing too much. And that is what his biggest problem is. And until he realizes he's doing too much, meaning he's trying to be the head coach and the OC. You can't be 100% committed to one of those because you're doing two things. You can only be 50-50. And that's just what it is. Well, and and maybe if it's not even there, as I said, I think on, on Monday's show, I just wanted to take one thing off of his plate. I don't care what that one thing is. College scouting, grinding tape on draft picks, folk, you know, whatever, just take one thing off of his plate because I agree with you. I think he's got too many things on his plate and all of these NFL jobs, just singular in their own focus is a full-time job. To be a head coach, that right there is like two full-time jobs. Now you're the GM. Now you're the scouting coordinator. Now you're hiring a defensive coordinator once again. I mean, John Lynch obviously is his right-hand man, but Kyle is such a control freak. You know, he doesn't miss a single meeting, a single email, a single phone call. So I would like to see him get one thing off of his plate and just focus more and more on just coaching the team. And, you know, and I don't keep, to beat in, keep beating the same drum, but something simply to back everything you just said. He didn't know the simple rule in overtime. Yeah, what are the odds of that actually taking place in a Super Bowl? Probably 1%, half a percent, right? But you still got to account for that. Andy Reid, you can tell the difference in him. Andy Reid's not vacationing Cabos. And I'm not saying Kyle's wrong for doing that. Everybody deserves a break, right? But Super Bowl week, you know, drinking, having a few drinks. He looked a little, and I'm not even knocking him for having a few drinks. But he didn't you got to be committed. Celebrate after the fact. Like everybody keeps saying, Jed York took the victory lap before we even hit the Super Bowl. And that was strike one. Him, Jed York, I feel coming out and saying, oh, we're okay with, you know, if we would have lost to the Detroit Lions, it would have been a successful season. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't believe that. I believe Jed York is trying to play a Jedi mind trick on Kyle because he knows Kyle chokes. Everybody knows Kyle chokes under pressure. That's just facts, dude. That's not me hating on him. That's just the facts. Okay. And I took that as a sign of Jed York's really trying to relieve something off of Kyle. Like, Hey dude, don't stress. We were successful. Go out there, play free and just, just go win it. And like you said a second ago, he had every freaking opportunity. I said it on many streams, many comments on X and YouTube. Run the damn ball 35 plus times, we'll get a win. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes ain't going to have a time. Everybody's watched that dude come back with what, 43 seconds and drive it 90 plus yards to win a game? Right, right. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has got two seconds and a timeout. You're in trouble. <laughs> it's just, there's no other way to look at it. He's, that's who he is. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the 49ers and how he circles the troops for one more go at this. Um, in what'll be year eight for Kyle Shanahan is it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch and put it all back together and see how far he can take another team. And hopefully he doesn't lose that locker room and they continue to believe in the guy. Um, and hopefully, and I guarantee you this time around, should he ever reach another overtime in a Super Bowl, he's going to ask for that ball second. I mean, I, you know, I, there's no way 
I don't care what he said about these duck behind the analytics to explain that he was more interested in the third possession. Well, you didn't even reach it. So what good was that? Um, it's going to well, be an interesting year. That, that I would consider that you're playing conservative. You can't play conservative against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. What is wrong with you? You cannot play conservative. You have to be aggressive and you have to go out there. And like they said, you, I think it was John Lynch or one of them guys said it, you know, those football games are, Steve Young said it, I'm sorry, taking the hands, blood, right? You're going to go. Right. Pulled from bloody hands. There you go. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Kyle, Han didn't do, Kyle Shanahan didn't do that. He's out there saying, you know what, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to try to finesse my way through this. No, because these guys are going to go out there and play smash mouth football, and that's that. Here's the thing. The bloody hands are Kyle's. That's into that, brother. Last thing, man, I really got to – how – I'm having a very, very hard time seeing how we are going to be better next year. With not, and I'm not saying player, player-wise, you know, that is part of it. But the other part of it is this massive emotional defeat that these ten-year players took this time around. A lot of them felt like they gave everything they had. And is Christian McCaffrey going to make it through another 20-game season healthy? I don't know. I, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Here are the two things that I would say you need to lean on. Better pass protection is going to make Brock Purdy even better. An offseason working out with his team, not recovering from elbow surgery, should make Brock Purdy even better. We saw a very good Brock in his first year. We saw him enter an MVP conversation in year two. And now he gets that full offseason. And that, I think, is is the hope that you pin yourself on. What does year three with Brock look like for this team? And is that not the rising tide that lifts all the boats in the harbor? That is, I think, where the hope comes from. Niner gang, it's great to see you, man. Thank you for uh, checking back in. Where, where, are you, where are you tuning in from? Was it Fresno, or the Valley? Fresno, Central Valley, my brother. See, I remember these things. I every now and then I remember a thing or two. Great to see you, Niner Gang. Oh, oh Niner Gang just vanished. Sorry, that was there he is. There he- I was like, damn, I was gonna hang up on him. He hung up on me. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you for calling back. Great conversation. Niner Gang. Good to have Niner Gang. It's good to have the 49er Ultimate Report. Our guy John. How are you, John? Good to see you, pal. Yeah, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing real, real uh, really good. How about you? As good as can be, you know, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl is now far enough to where it's not weighing on me. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like for fans who grew up on their daddy's knees rooting for the 49ers. My wife is still she, Jillian's walking around in a little bit of a fog still. She's not happy with the way the Super Bowl ended, but hopefully you're doing OK. Hopefully you're pulling out of the fog. Uh uh, first of all, uh, I saw all your videos when, when you were in Vegas. You, you, you probably had a fun time. I saw you posted with the other Damon, of course, uh, Bomani Jones. Of course, the, the main man who uh, makes this happen, Ike, with the Damon Bruce's. So th- those are some fun videos. I saw them, all of them. Well, thank you very much, John. Yeah. And so uh, when I was watching the game, you know, I thought the game was going to be over. So usually when the game ends, you know, like I, I let some fans call in. You know, and uh, the overtime. So I saw the overtime, and when the when the Kansas City Chiefs scored, I wasn't really angry because I I, I always have this mentality, and I don't know if it's just me because I've been watching the 49ers for so long, and during you know like you know my, my adult life, 
I've always seen the Niners get close and they fall down the, 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 the mountain. They do it again and they roll down the mountain. So I, I never, ever overhyped the team. I've always, you know, tried to be as realistic as possible. And, of course, it's not fun losing to the Super in the Super Bowl. And those players, after the game, you could tell how angry they were. They didn't, they didn't want to talk to the media. And so I kind of felt bad for those guys. And then, you know, now the offseason's happening, you know, like the the, the question, oh, if Kyle would have done this, you know, if we, if we, if we fire Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan, we got to get a uh, – you know, Kirk Cousins, all, all, all that, you know, you know, fun stuff that's been happening in the offseason for quite some time. So I, I, I tell myself, I know this is not, you know, what some Niner fans want to hear. But since 2011, we've been to seven NFC championship games. We're three and four of them. Uh, of course, we're only three in the, in the Super Bowl. Most teams would wish to have that. Yeah. Most teams. But See, for us, and again, I don't want to sound kind of, you know, rude and disrespectful, but the, the 80s are gone. The 1980s are gone. The 90s are gone. The 2000s are gone. So what we need to do is build a different culture and a different mindset. Um, again, I'm just speaking for myself. And I hope that, you know, this offseason we, you know, have some, you know, like, you know, like uh, a bit of common sense to say it wasn't as bad because 15 other teams were not the NFC champions. And right. 30 other teams did not play in the Super Bowl. So, you know what you've got, I look at friend? that thing, the philosophy, glass half filled, glass half empty. You have perspective. Perspective is in short supply these days. Everybody wants what they want and they don't want to hear any, you know, anything that isn't what they want is an excuse. You have perspective. The 49ers, since Kyle Shanahan has become head coach, have a level of We'll call it failure just because I can't think of a better word. The 49ers level of failure would be a mountaintop of success for most other franchises. It really would be. The fact that the 49ers have this Lombardi trophy or it was a bad year standard about them is wonderful. You want that, but it's been 30 years since that's happened. Um, they're a really well-coached, well-built football team that has lost two Super Bowls to a team that is historically significant. It's not like you got beat by a one-off, uh, you know, uh, uh, Peyton Manning's last year with the Denver Broncos or anything like that. It wasn't a, a one-off football team. You've run into a historically significant Patrick Mahomes at the peak of his powers while Andy Reid is putting the finishing signature on a full first ballot Hall of Fame head coaching career. Um, you're not losing to chumps. There's a lot of, how about this? All teams, except for Tom Brady, lose to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You know, so that's, that's, and, and Kyle has gone to three Super Bowls. One is an offensive coordinator. The other two is a head coach. And he's run into Patrick Mahomes twice and Tom Brady once. Like, those are good quarterbacks, I've heard. So it's easy to be angry and mad at everything. And I don't want to rob anyone of their real emotions. But perspective is what we offer over time. And I'm glad you're doing it. It's so good to see you as always, John. Thank you for coming on by. Thank you for supporting and watching. Uh, really appreciate it. And, hey, hopefully you can make it out to Plus Mania 3, March yep. 3rd, Halfway Club. If you can make it, we'd love to see you. Yeah, and, you know, like, uh, uh, I want to say two quick things, you know, before you let me go. Uh, yesterday, when you, when you said about the, the sandwich, Roxy, I used to play a lot as a kid. You know, then, you know, as I got older, I played a little bit in high school. I, you know, I coached Little League, all that stuff. Over and at Balboa. That, 
I would go to Roxy's. Of course, you know, the prices have gone up a little bit. I get it. Uh, so I, I like Roxy. And then when you, when you said the word Crocker Amazon, I used to work there for many years at that park because, you know, I, I don't live that far away from uh, the Cow Palace. So I said, I've seen that place before, you know, when I when I would walk down Geneva and I'm like, oh, man, that's not that far from my house. So, of course, it's the old broken John, it's the old broken record. Remember the broken record? Yeah, the broken record didn't make it out of the pandemic. My buddies bought the place and have redone it as the halfway club. And, you know, that's that, that's good. Look at it this way. If that's your neighborhood, my buddies just opened up an awesome neighborhood bar for you to frequent. It's got delicious food, great drinks, really nice people. I mean, it's just it's comfortable. You're going to like it. I hope we get to see you there on, on March 3rd. John, yeah. thank you so much, brother. There he is. 49er Ultimate Report. Our man, John. Good to see him, man. Good to see him. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. A um, couple of other things to get to before we slip into the chat, just to wrap up. We're not going to do an official oons, oons, oons Club Plus today because this is a free-flowing Sports Phone Friday show. Again, anyone else wants to get in, find that link in the chat. Um, Clay Thompson. How about Clay Thompson coming off the bench and finding a season-high 35 points in a hold-on-for-dear-life win up in Utah? The Warriors nearly blew an 18-point fourth-quarter lead. And it is kind of ironic that I don't think Clay scored a point in that fourth quarter. Uh, he obviously didn't start the game, but then he roared with like 10 first-quarter points, had a great second and third. Um, again, Clay. Doesn't have it all the time he wants it, but when he does have it, he's still Clay Thompson, and it's good to see Clay Thompson hitting seven threes in Utah on Thursday night. Uh, Golden State, look out, has won eight of ten. Really should have been nine out of ten, but they just let one off the hook against the Clippers the other night. That was a bad loss, but they come on back, back to back, and they beat the Utah Jazz. Draymond had 23 up in Utah to pick up an off night for Steph Curry, who was obviously off to Indianapolis for the All-Star game, which is also this weekend. So Daytona 500 this weekend. Uh, hopefully Tiger makes the cut at Riviera. That'll give us something to watch this weekend. And the single worst basketball game of the entire calendar year is going to be this weekend too. But there is something interesting being offered about this NBA All-Star game, and that is the court. The court is going to be more interesting than the game itself because any sporting event played without defense is a sporting event that I don't want to watch. And there's no defense getting played in NBA All-Star games. Therefore, the game sucks. I also don't like an overly busy court, but I'll let this one slide because it's an LED screen. The whole thing, the entire court is an LED screen. They're going to be playing on the world's biggest high-definition television, basically. I can't wait to see what they do with it. It will be different. It will be odd. It will be neat to see how they might track player movement and analytics to show you during commercial breaks. Hopefully it just doesn't become a revenue source where there's constant promotion on it. Um, yeah, good luck with that, Damon. Uh, but it's it, it should be very, very interesting to see what this court looks like. And I do know that in the state of Indiana, they really do love the sport of basketball. So it's going to be a great host city for the NBA All-Star break. We'll see. What do we got here from KB Toy? 
Damon, you scumbum, pull out your magic wand and bring football back. I, I wish I could. I wish I could bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Boop, right back to football season. That's not going to be happening. It's amazing. I've got my, my boys watching old Disney movies. So I get bibbidi-bobbidi-boo stuck in my head. Those three fairy godmothers in Cinderella were so stupid. They had like one more day to go and Cinderella would have broken the damn uh, 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 wicked witch's spell there. But no, they had to start popping off and the damn crow finds them in the woods, even though they've been hiding all the, don't, don't, don't get me into some of these mistakes being made in some of these early Disney movies. Hey, I love a good stat. I got a good stat for you. And um, I remember telling you that Victor Webinyama was going to be very, very special. And folks, we are watching a very, very special career take off in Victor Webinyama. Uh, thank God he's in San Antonio, because if he were in L.A., Chicago, God forbid, New York or Philadelphia or Boston, he would have been so jammed down our throats on a nightly basis, you'd already be sick of him by now. But Victor Webinyama gets to play in the relative anonymity of San Antonio, right? You don't see an awful lot of Spurs on your TV. You don't see an awful lot of San Antonio Spurs bothering you on your timeline. But what this kid is doing is unbelievable. Victor Webinyama has become the first rookie in NBA history with 150-plus blocks and 75 made threes in a season. Again, he is 7 foot 5 Whatever it is, is ridiculous of a specimen. There's never been a guy with a handle like him at that size. He's already writing, rewriting record books, and he's got 27 games left this year to play. 27 games left this year. He's 20 years old. He is the focal point of a bad team. So every coach is just saying, go ahead, pick up Webb and Yama. We should be able to win tonight. And having played 49 games, he's averaging 20 and a half points, 10 rebounds, three assists. He leads the NBA at 3.2 blocks per game. His shooting splits are 47, 32, 81. That's 47 from the floor, 32 from downtown, 81 from the free throw line. He's played 49 games. He's nine feet tall. It's unbelievable what this kid is doing. Unbelievable. He is already 23rd in the NBA in player efficiency rating. PER, John Hollinger's stat. It's, it's amazing what this kid is doing. It's absolutely amazing. He is going to be the best player in this league, bar none, for a decade. Webb and Yama is going to get his own decade if he stays injury-free and they put an actual team around him in San Antonio. This kid is unfucking believable. Um, spring training is officially underway, boys and girls. The Dodgers have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani at the top of their lineup. Uh, the Giants have a Chevrolet patch. 
The Giants debuted their Chevrolet patch to replace the Cruise patch since Cruise was basically told, yeah, you can't operate in San Francisco. You keep running into things and your autonomous cars aren't working. The Giants couldn't even sign a quality on-uniform patch. So now they got Chevrolet. Meanwhile, Shohei Otani showed up in Glendale, Arizona and took 21 swings in a cage and homered 10 times. You're going to want to peel your eyes out this baseball season if you're a Giants fan when you just compare them to the Dodgers. Oh, my God. It's going to be rough. Again, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Tiger Woods had an opening round 72 at Riviera. Just make the cut, Tiger. Tiger began his day on the cut line. Don't know where he is right now. About an hour ago, Jason Day was atop the leaderboard very early in his second round. One of the first things I'm going to do when this show wraps up is throw that on and take a look at what's going on there. But come on, Tiger. Give us something to watch this weekend. Again, we got no football this weekend. We need it. Thanks to all of you. For continuing to need this show, or at least making it a part of your daily routine, it means so much to what we're doing, and I'm going to ask you to stick with me as we get into this offseason here. I can already feel people pulling away now that it's no longer football season. We're going to keep going, baby, and we're going to have great stuff for you, and we are going to keep our eye on all things NFL and football. We'll be pivoting to draft coverage very, very shortly, going to be pivoting to what this 49ers team does a defensive coordinator and see how they fill that vacancy. Um, and we are going to be hanging out with you all the time. Babe rocks. Damon, Kyle's just going to fuck it up. That's the spirit. <laughs> Look, again, how could I argue with you that you're wrong? Because the opposite has not happened yet. But I do think it will. I do think it will. Once again, boys and girls, children of all ages, Plus Mania 3 is going to happen Sunday, March 3rd. So that's three weekends from now. We're going to be getting together at the Halfway Club. Doors open at 4 o'clock, and we're going to be hanging out, having a few drinks, having something to eat. Just spending some time together. What a great community we have. Again, I'm going to put the flag up, see what other broadcasters living on the island of Mitzvit Toys want to come out and hang out with us out there. It should be a great, great afternoon, and I look forward to seeing you and hanging out with you there. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, I don't know where this came from, but uh, True Blue Forever is just uh, girls, girls. Yeah, we like girls. Girls are fantastic. Especially that girl, Caitlin Clark in Iowa. That chick is a bucket. Uh, what do we got? What do we got going on here in the chat? We've been scanning it through the day. Lots of people just hanging out. Smiley Dan, who we hope will be nice and safe at Plus Mania 3. All this Niners gear still. You fans are incredible. I put away all things red. Again, Jillian, I'm still hurt. Jillian, that was rough. It was rough. As I'm sitting there tracking the game, she came down and offered up at least two or three. What the fuck is going on in that game? 
Words of Wisdom, who appeared already on the show today, is a call coming in with a super chat. Damon, I want to leave everyone with a positive 49er win. Two years ago, Ava and I had a preemie baby boy. 49ers helped that Christmas, donated a bunch of stuff to our kids when we were down financially. So much love to the 49ers. Well, that's a great story. That's awesome that they did that. I'm sorry that they didn't donate a Super Bowl. <laughs> but otherwise, very, very nice thing to do. And words of wisdom, thank you again for your support. You guys are awesome. Again, Jillian coming in. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, I had a good friend of mine. His daughter was born uh, as a super preemie to the point where they said had she been born a year earlier, the incubator that kept her alive hadn't even been invented yet. So life is timing, and in her case, so dramatically so. She is fine and dandy and one of the coolest 14-year-old girls you'll ever meet in your life. So... Sometimes starting points can be very, very scary in life, but it's amazing where we get to together. And that's real life. This over here is, you know, just goofiness, hanging around on YouTube. But the starting point was scary, and we've nearly done a year together. It's going to be fantastic to go through this um, and keep on going through this and just knowing that you guys and gals are out here uh, coming back and signing up and the 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 station is irrelevant when you got a channel and it's just awesome to have all of you and I look forward to you being at Plus Mania 3 Halfway Club March 3rd 4 o'clock write it down call a friend bring a friend Damon wrong movie Sleeping Beauty is what you're referring to no, no look I Cinderella had to go with uh, Sleeping Beauty is the Seven Dwarves. Cinderella is the the, the bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. I think I got this right. Kim, same, I've never heard Damon talking about Cinderella or any Disney movie on my bingo card. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you on the edge of your seat here. Uh, have the boys seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang yet? No, but it will happen because that's one of Jillian's favorite fond childhood memories. She loves Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So that will be happening. Damon, are you blending movies together here? Maybe just the ganja jar is what's happening here. But um, watching James and the Giant Peach stoned out of your ass is really good. Hey, boys, let's watch James and the Giant Peach, man. <laughs> I think I got it right. I think I got it right. I think Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo is Cinderella. Because they had to get Cinderella out of the castle because that's where the spindle was that she picks her finger on, and now she's in the sleep spell. Where Snow White was just walking through the forest, stumbles upon the house of the seven dwarves. I think I got this right. I might be blending it wrong, but I, th I think I got it. True Blue Forever says, you know, what we've all been thinking, Chevrolet is just so San Francisco. <laughs>
Well, I think I hear Jillian running down the stairs, which means she's going to weigh in, I believe. She'll be here. I knew it. I heard her coming. Have I got this right or wrong? Okay. You do not know who your Disney princesses. Let's get this straight. So, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo is what. Cinderella's fairy godmother. That's what I as said. She turns the, the all of the creatures into the accoutrement for Cinderella to go to the ball where she loses a glass slipper and then her Prince Charming finally eventually finds right, her. Right, that's what I said. So bibbidi bobbidi boo and you get the three fairy godmothers no, who no, blow it. No, three The three fairies are Sleeping Beauty and they're the ones that take Sleeping Beauty and hide her in the forest until her 16th birthday and then she gets sucked into the castle, pricks her finger on the spindle. That's not Cinderella? That's, no, that's that's Sleeping Beauty. That's where Maleficent comes from. And then Sleeping Beauty falls asleep forever until her Prince Charming comes and rescues her. Okay. Are you okay? You got it now? I got that. Everyone, I'm so sorry about this. I'm here to correct all of the Disney confusions. You did get Snow White right, though. That's the thing. So Snow White is the Seven Dwarves, and she is the one that... Falls asleep in the, in 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 the house, and she's got the no. uh, the, uh, the, uh, the ugly, the really uh, not like Maleficent is kind of a hot bad girl, where the ugly bad girl you is the Snow White queen? bad girl. Yeah, the evil queen Who is Maleficent. Turns herself into an ugly old hag and gives Snow White the poisonous apple that then she falls asleep until she's awoken by her true love's kiss. There is a similarity here in that they're all waiting for their true love that rescues them from whatever situation they're in. Like I did with you. <sighs> Plusers, help me. True love's kiss. If anybody ever wants to talk Disney princesses and get corrected, I'm here for you all. Did you hear about Jimmy Garoppolo, your Disney prince? What did he do? He's suspended. I don't know. But if he needs performance-enhancing drugs, wouldn't that be wouldn't 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 it be sad if he got popped for Viagra? Like I hope Jimmy's laying down the bone hard. I leave no comment. I could help. All right. <laughs> he is the okay. To continue the Disney princess, Jimmy Garoppolo is the Prince Eric of NFL football. You know where that reference comes from? That's uh, uh, the fish chick. <laughs> yeah, not your fish chick. But the the fi no, one. yeah, not, not PH fish, but actual fish chick. What's her name? Gabrielle, oh, yeah. Ariel. And the name of that movie is uh, The Little Mermaid. Yes, he got it. Huh? You know, for a chick who had a fish tail, those are good legs, right? I mean... I don't think the show needs to go much further. I think we brought the show about as about as far as we need to go. By the way, Smiley Dan will be running safety checks at Plus Mania 3. Um, fantastic. Uh, apparently, Beyonce has got, a, uh, has, has, has got a country album coming out. I'm not surprised. You know, when you get to... She's from Houston. She grew up probably listening to an awful lot of country music, and there you go. I mean, what what worlds and genres does she have left to conquer? I always felt that Beyonce was a, a touch overrated. Um, very, very good, but as good as, you know, like she ain't Whitney Houston. And here's Jillian saying he always screws up Disney princesses. Well, thank God she came down here. Postman, Capitola.
Oy, oy, oy. Thank you, Postman. Saying, I know this is a stretch, but I'm trying to make a comparison from Steph to the Warriors getting in the way of LeBron. Uh, can Patrick Mahomes be a thorn in Kyle's side like Steph was to LeBron? Look, Patrick Mahomes is going to win more Super Bowls before it's said and done. And there is, Kyle has run into historic historically significant tough teams in the Super Bowls that he's gone to. And when we, you know, kept on saying, that if not now, when? If not now, when? You show up, you're as healthy as an ox, as a football team gets. It's got to happen. But man, keeps running into some serious, serious, serious talent in the Kansas City Chiefs. And still, was that close? That's why it hurts. We got to shout out Dick Van Dyke. Is Dick Van Dyke okay? Speaking of kids' movies in Disney, Dick Van Dyke's turn in Mary Poppins, it's one of the worst British accents ever caught on film. It really is. AJ Cruz said it straight. Damon, you said Wicked Witch. That's not, I don't know. I don't know their names. The real boss came in here. There you go. Thank you. Damon, haven't you seen Maleficent? No, I, I haven't. I haven't. I know that it's... Um, uh, what's her name? Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie in a, in a, in a pointy hat. I wasn't arguing with my wife. She came in here and cleaned it up. It's like old PTI where they would have Stat Boy come in and correct all mistakes. We want to correct mistakes in real time when we can. Jillian wants a daughter, Damon. You know, snip, snip, that ain't going to happen. But uh, she is definitely a boy's mom. She is definitely a boy's mom. She is the perfect, my wife has got tomboy tendencies. Smiley Dan. See, this is this this is the content we're here for. Albert says, Damon. Damon has kids. He doesn't watch Disney movies with them? I do, but they all sort of blend into each other. I thought I was close. I thought that I was close. This is, you're so right. Stick to the NFL, Bruce. Stick to what you know. <clears throat> I, I really did. I, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. We can talk Lion King. Dwayne, just saying real quick, dude, once again, you proved that you outkicked your coverage. I did. Very lucky I got that one by my side. Finding true love is the theme of all Disney movies. Pretty much. Name that fish. Uh, do we have that over here? I think I do. Hold on. Do I? I, I don't know. I, by the way, I did find this, though. Hit the switch! I've had that this whole time. If I, if I had known that, maybe we would have uh, maybe we would have had a parade this week. 
Oh, I guess I can't find the name that fish. All right. Michael, thank you very much. Hey, Mulan is the Chinese one. Thank you, Michael. Thank, thank you. Humperdink. Humperdink, Humperdink. <laughs> you like fish sticks? Ghost dancer, what are you, a gay fish? <laughs> Fantastic. Again, we got Disney references. We got South Park references. We got all the references you could possibly need in one show broadcast here. And, and that's it. I think we're good. Chef A, my, my kitten has a better British accent than Dick Van Dyke. Jillian, sorry, I couldn't let him carry on like that. Disney facts are important. I'm going to tell you right now, there's absolutely no way that Mickey Mouse would have taken that overtime coin toss. He would have deferred. Andy, best channel ever. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. I do appreciate that. Uh, Frozen wasn't about finding love. It was about not doing something stupid. Well, no, Frozen was 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 proof that love can be um, uh, between sisters. True love is there. It's not always, you know, the prince coming to rescue you. You can love your own family, right? Wasn't that it? I like Olaf. There it is. If that doesn't send you out in your Friday in a better mood, then hopefully you might have a Rosen uh, 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 arrived with, I should say, a Rosen. I'm thinking, I just saw Frozen. Frozen is about self-love. At no point in time did I see... Um, the, the the princess uh what's what's her, uh Esmeralda what's her name what's the, what's the frozen princess's name what's what's that what's her name Elsa Elsa I haven't self love I didn't see her working with a single Hitachi wand in that entire <sighs> sorry that's it. That's it. This is where I let you go. Let it go. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Sports don't build character. If you're, if, look, if you didn't come back on Monday, I think I'd understand. But hopefully you do. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. Have a great weekend.